will be the final podcast of 2018. It's crazy. It's surreal. As you guys noticed, I did not have a podcast last week. Um, We actually took a break. So this week we launched the interview with the Swanwick Sleep Guy, the Blue Locker blocker glasses guy uh, James Swanwick who was a serial entrepreneur really cool interview I did with him that was on Christmas day but last week we didn't have any podcast air and the reason being is is just full transparency I needed a break and there's just been so much stuff going on we launched a cool a couple cool new projects this year we're mapping out the mastermind for February I have some events coming up there was just so much stuff going on that I decided to take a break and we actually did record last week we just didn't air anything because we wanted to have a few in the chamber we wanted to take a step back create some clarity map out 2019 and really just slow down for a sec so I could just kind of catch a breath you know what I mean and, and I think this is the whole purpose of Uh, proactive deloads inside of entrepreneurship and it's kind of like training right like let's deload your training before you have to deload before you burn out let's avoid the burnout by taking a deload and that's kind of what I do inside my entrepreneurial lifestyle is I take periodic times uh, periodic breaks where I just take some time to just chill right so I took a week off of some content uh, just to refresh take take a step back in order to take five steps forward. But the reason I'm telling you this is because I'm kind of disappointed that I did it. I could have just waited one more week. And the reason I'm disappointed is because this will make the 98th episode of 2018, which means that I was two episodes away from hitting 100 in the, in the year of 2018, which pisses me off now because I've never counted it, but I could have hit 100. But nonetheless, this is the last podcast of 2018. And what I want to do today is spend some time talking to you about how to make 2019 the best year possible for you. Now, as most of us will probably be doing, we're going to be setting some New Year's resolutions. And as much as I have this like love-hate relationship with New Year's resolutions, like I love it because what I do is I do everything to help people and to surround myself around inspiration and growth, right? Like everything I do is about coaching and about improving and I want to see people grow and I love to see people fired up and motivated. So I love New Year's because New Year's is a time where people get amped up to finally improve themselves. Now I hate it because I do not believe we should wait for New Year's, guys. We should be doing this all year long. We should be constantly setting up reasons and goals and outcomes and plans and just different things in order to push ourselves to grow. Like self-growth is what life is about, expansion in our mind, in our body, in our relationships, in our experiences, in our day-to-day life. That's what this life is about. It's about expanding, and we shouldn't be waiting for a clock to tick over and tell us it's a new year in order to jump on that. So I have this kind of like love-hate relationship with uh, New Year's resolutions, but nonetheless, I do want to do a podcast today teaching you some of the things that I believe will help you grow, some of the things I've learned, and instead of doing a podcast on reflecting about my year and about what I've learned in the year, I wanted to take a t- uh, do a podcast on, I guess, what I learned in 2018 that I will be applying in 2019, kind of like a series of questions and practices that you can take away so that you can make 2019 even better. Because I could be honest with you and tell you, you know, the reality of what I learned in 2018 isn't something substantially different or magnificent compared to 2017. You know what I mean? It was really just reassurance of all the things I believe in, my core values, giving more, constantly seeking growth, um, surrounding yourself with the right individuals, all the stuff that we know, I just feel like I did more of in 2018. So I didn't want to do a podcast regurgitating the things I learned, which is the same things I learned last year, just 
more in depth for the most part. Obviously, I learned some new things this year. But I wanted to take some time, give you 10 steps to further yourself, to better yourself, to expand your life, to expand your mind, expand your body, expand your experiences in 2019. Now, one quick favor for you guys who are listening to this podcast. As you know, there's two ways to help me grow this podcast, and everything we do about this podcast is literally to touch people around the world. It's to help people get better results, and we're trying to change lives. So you can help me do that by, number one, leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and number two, you can take a screenshot of this show. You can post it on your story on Instagram, and you can tag me at Cody.BoomBoom, and let me know you're listening so we know we are touching and affecting your life too. All right, guys. Now, without any further ado, my top 10 tips practices and questions to help you grow in 2019. So the first one is pretty obvious, right? I look at goals and outcomes in all these different things kind of like a GPS. And I tell people this when I'm designing their nutrition protocols. I cannot get you where you want to be if I do not know where you're currently at now, right? And the other piece of that is where do you want to be? Right? When we enter an address into a GPS, there is the starting point and the destination. I'm assuming going into 2019, you've already sat down and created clarity on where you're at now. And if you haven't, I suggest you do so. Part of what we're going to go through today is going to be reflecting on some of your current standards or current stats, I guess you could say, about your life. But most importantly, you need to understand where you want to go. Right. So number one, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is write out where you will be in December 2019. And it has nothing to do with where I want to be or where I could be. It's where I will be. You have to write it out this way. And I suggest writing it out. If you speak it out loud, it's not going to happen. If you sit down with a journal, and I suggest everybody do this. I did this on Christmas morning, but I would suggest everybody do it. And I'm going to do it again. Um, I actually did it in November when I was on a, uh, a mastermind trip in Arizona. I did it by myself. I woke up early in the morning, went and got breakfast by myself, just me and my journal, no phone, no nothing, and I did this this practice. Um, I did it Christmas morning, kind of reviewing and revamping, and I'm going to do it again right before New Year's or on New Year's Day. But I suggest everybody take their journal, go somewhere quiet, whether that is like I did downstairs by my fireplace while everybody else is sleeping, or it's at a coffee shop, and you do not bring your laptop with you. You're not connected to Wi-Fi. You sit down with a coffee, maybe put your headphones in, and you go to work on your journal by yourself. Sit there and reflect and map out where you will be, and you have to word it that way. I will be blank. And the reason I'm saying this is because it's like self-affirmations. When you speak things into existence and you say them with certainty, they are more likely to happen because that's what creates belief in your mind. And when we create belief, it's easier for us to take action because we have conviction in what we will accomplish. We cannot speak in uncertainties when we're talking about our goals and outcomes. So the first step is with confidence. Write out where you will be in December 2019. That's the end of the year. That's one year away. Now, we're going to talk on a shorter scale soon because I do believe that we cannot constantly think 10, 11, 12 months away because it's so far in advance that it's almost like we cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't think that's helpful because it can create more fear, more doubt, more scarcity, more just anxiety and stress about how long we have to go. But again, like a GPS, if I want to get to the end destination, I need to know exactly where that end destination truly is. I need to know the exact address. So you guys are going to write out what 
or where will you be? What will you achieve? Where will you be? Who will you become in December 2019? What does that exact goal look like? Whether we're talking about your body, your business, your relationships, your financial situation, your investments, your house, your car, like literally map out everything. And what I would suggest is map out everything in each area of your life. As you guys know, I believe in the four pillars of power, something physically about your body and health, something mentally, your mindset, spirituality, emotional side, something about your relationships, whether that's spouse, family, kids, coworkers, friends, and then something about your business, finances, investments, careers, jobs, so on and so forth. But you should be dictating where you will be in December 2019. This is the pivotal point. This is the kind of the pinnacle, right? This is the end destination. We need to know that because it's our North Star in this journey of success. So number one, write out where you will be in December of 2019. Number two, write out the biggest stressors you're, uh, you face on a regular basis. So this one is pretty important. This one and the next one are going to be kind of looking at our current stats, right? What are the biggest stressors you face on a regular basis? And this one can be difficult because this is auditing your lifestyle. So I want you to kind of take yourself, close your eyes, take yourself through your day-to-day life. And if you need to take a moment, pause the podcast and do this. If you guys want to do these exercises with me, I think that's even better, right? So this podcast can turn into a three-hour one if you stop, push pause, write out number one, push play, listen to me do number two, write that out. I think that would be awesome. And if not, listen to this and then go back and do it later. But you need to write out your biggest stressors that you face on a regular basis, And this could be people in your life. It could be places you go. It could be driving in traffic. It could be emailing. It could be emailing certain people. It could be something that has to do with your work. It could be joint health. It could be anything. You need to think about what is creating stress inside of your brain on a regular basis. We all have stresses in life. Some we can control, some we cannot control. Some we need to learn how to create a bigger capacity for, meaning we need to better understand how do we handle this stress, and some we need to completely remove from our life. But either way, awareness is the only way to see change, meaning whether you have to adapt to it and build a capacity to it or you want to remove it completely, you need to understand what the hell the stress is in the first place. If you do not know what the stress is, you're never going to be able to see change. Right, And as we know, again, we need to build capacity or we need to remove in order to see success, see results, see anything better in our life to grow and expand. So number one, and this one is a big one, I think, for a lot of people. It creates so much clarity in their life because there's a lot of things inside their lives, and this is what kind of happened with me too, that create stress and we don't even realize, right? Like we're going through the actions and quote, unquote, that's just how it is. That's just my life. That's just the situation. But the reality is that's bullshit. It doesn't need to be that way. You can either handle it better, be proactive, or you can remove it, audit yourself. So number two, what are the biggest stressors in your life? Because the only way you're going to get to number one, which is finding out where you will be in December of 2019, is to handle these stressors that you face on a regular basis. So This is creating clarity. Going into 2019, if there should be anything that you are focused on, it's creating clarity. Because clarity allows you to go down the path that you need to go to to see results, to see success. Without clarity, you're walking in the dark. Number three, again, very similar conversation. Write out what drains the most energy from you on a regular basis. So same exact thing. We're auditing our current day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month life. But now we're looking at what drains the most energy. What causes you to feel bogged down? What causes mental fatigue? What causes lack of mental clarity? 
right? What makes you feel tired and fatigued and just drained? Who drains you? What places drain you? What daily actions drain you? Because when we create clarity on what is bogging us down, what is fatiguing us, what is draining our energy, our positive energy, then we can determine, number one, do we need to outsource this to somebody else so it doesn't drain my energy? Do we need to remove it completely because it's not even important? It's an unnecessary energy drain? Or do we need to learn how to handle that better to allow it to or to fix it so it doesn't take as much energy from us? Either way, again, this is just creating awareness, creating clarity. You need to understand what drains the most energy. And for most people, we could stop right here and you would see so much better results in 2019. I know for me, when I wrote these out, I will be here. Boom, I have clarity. This is where I want to go. What creates the biggest stress and what drains the most energy from me on a regular basis? Those two questions were eye-opening. And I did these a while ago and I do these every quarter to make sure that I'm constantly reviewing what's going on in my life. And it's like, fuck, I didn't realize how much this was taking out of me. Yet I thought I had to do it in order to be successful. I thought I had to do it in order to stay lean or get lean. I thought I had to do it to be this type of person, quote unquote. When in reality, that wasn't the case. And it was just stressing me out and draining my energy. Created clarity. Once I had awareness, I could see change. Number four, who will you become if you accomplish number one and removed some of or all of numbers two and three, which the reason number four isn't isn't something, it's more of a question that you just need to answer for yourself because, again, we need to create clarity and we need to create certainty around. I want you guys to have such a clear, vivid image of who you will become, what you will accomplish, what your lifestyle will be like. And when you do that, it becomes so much easier to believe in the path and to take action on a regular basis because you understand exactly where the fuck you're going, right? And part of this is number four, who will you become if you accomplish number one? So if you accomplished your ultimate goal for 2019, who will you become? What kind of person will you be? What will change in your life? Will you be happier? Will you be more positive? Will you have more time for your family? Will you be more successful? Will you be leaner and healthier? Will you be more confident? Will you have more energy? Like who will you be? What type of person? Most likely it's the best version of yourself, but I want you to write that out. What does that look like? Because you need to see this. And who will you become if you remove some, if not all, of the stressors in your life and the biggest energy drainers in your life? Who will you become? What will you be able to accomplish? What will your day be like? Number five, again, creating more clarity. Where in your daily life can you get better or create more productivity? And I think this is really, really important. And actually, now that I'm looking at this list that I created for this, more of these things are auditing your current lifestyle than I realized. But the reality is, is if we don't audit where we're at, there's no way to move forward to, towards where we want to be, right? So this is really good that I'm kind of doubling down on this in every area of your life. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, like, and this is, this is true. You are the five people you surround yourself with or whatever that saying is, right? Like basically you want to surround yourself with five people that empower you. That's great. That's auditing, right? But you also need to look in within yourself, all these little tiny micro details, your environment, right? Who, what, where, why, how you're going about your day. So where in your daily life can you get better or can you create more productivity? This is a simple one, but looking at, like I would even do it, like this is something from Craig Ballantyne um, that I think is a great idea. 
but basically he has like a sheet that you list out every 30 minute increment of your day and you write out what you do and what your most product, uh, productive times are. And this is how you can create the most successful time blocks ever. Because then you look throughout your day and you notice where you kind of drift off and start scrolling through Instagram. You notice where you start to get tired throughout the day. You notice where you probably should take a break and meditate so you can re-kind of generate yourself, kind of downregulate a little bit so you can push forward throughout the rest of the day. When you get hungry, when you're lacking clarity, or when you're most creative. So you can put your most creative thinking time or efforts or actions inside of that time to be the most productive possible. But you need to audit your day. So where in your daily life could you get better? What could you do less of? What could you do more of? What could be more productive? How could you be more productive? When could you be more productive? What should be filled in those productive times? So audit your day. Look at your daily life and see where you could get better. This is how you're going to map out what every day of 2019 should look like. Because if I look at 2018 and I can determine what my days look like from the good and bad, I can mimic the good and remove the bad, making 2019 literally 10x. So helpful. Now, going into 2019, into the goal setting side of things, is number six. What is your short-term goal? I want you to think 30 to 45 days, right? The reason I say 30 to 45 days is because it's quick. A lot of us need some immediate satisfaction, immediate gratification, immediate reward, immediate fulfillment in order to stay motivated, which does not happen if we think of our 2019 goal. See, the way I look at this is reverse engineering the entire process. I think knowing where you're going to be at the end of the year is so crucial because it is our north star. It guides us down the whole path through all the mini goals. But from there, we need to break down each quarter, right? Starting with quarter one. In 90 days, where will I be? Which is the next point. But that's still pretty far. That's three months, 12 weeks, 90 days. Okay, let's, let's go a little bit less. Let's go 30 days. Where will I be in a month? Where will I be in 45 days? Let's push hard for that. You push hard for 30 days, take a little break. Push hard for 30 more, take a little break, and you keep doing that. You will be at your one-year goal. You will be where you want to be in December of 2019. So the first thing we got to do is determine what our short-term goal is. Let's get some immediate gratification. Let's get some immediate success and some immediate results so that we can go into 2019 pushing hard and feeling very successful. Like, I want to know exactly where I'm going to be in the short term so I have some motivation every time I wake up. If I wake up every morning and my only motive is where I'm going to be in one year from now, fuck. That's hard to get out of bed and grind. But if I know where I'm going to be in a month, that's not that far away. That's four weeks, 30 days. That's easy. Which leads me to number seven. What is your main outcome, right? So we determined our year goal. We determined our short-term goal. And now our main outcome is going to be thinking 90 to 120 days, right? So about a quarter of the year, about three months, about three to four months, about 12 to 14 weeks, 12 to 16 weeks, 90 days. 100 days, 120 days maybe. Still pretty short. You could still see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we can accomplish so much more in that time period than we can in 30 days. And we can break that up into three to four 30-day goals. So now my 90-day outcome is kind of like, again, another North Star. It's kind of like that finish line that gets us closer to our overall goal, right? Because if we, if I step out of this and look at this kind of from an my own perspective in my own life, when you map out the December goal, right? In December of 2019, 365 days from now, what I want to accomplish almost seems impossible. 
because in my mind, I talk myself down. I doubt myself. I judge myself. We all do it. It's hard to buy into that. Now, I know it's possible, and I know I'm going to achieve it because I've spoke it with certainty, and I know I can achieve it because my mentors and guides believe I can achieve it as well. But it's still, like, I can't, I can imagine myself being there, but at the same time, it's such a big goal. It's kind of like, fuck, that's crazy. I can't even think of what that's going to be like being there, right? Like, that's how your December 2019 goal should be. When we break these up into 90 to 120 days, let's just stick with 90 days because three months, 12 weeks, one quarter, it's pretty easy to, to kind of grasp your head around. When we build that goal, it's like I can definitely see myself there, but fuck, 90 days, that's a push. That's how you should be looking at this. I know I can achieve that, but 90 days is like putting a fire under my ass. And from that 90 days, I need to break up 30-day increments. So where will I be in 60 days? Where will I be in 30 days? Those are my short-term goals we just went over. Those give me the burning fire, the motivation, the inspiration, the belief, the hope, the fast track, the immediate gratification. We need that to stay motivated. But when we hit that 30-day goal, we're not done. We need something afterwards. Otherwise, it all falls apart. It doesn't continue. It doesn't sustain. And we don't reach that December 2019 goal, that one-year goal, that major outcome, that North Star. So from that 90 days, you need to break down a 30-day as well. So this is really important, guys. we got to reverse engineer number one. We have the one-year goal. We need to set up quarterly goals, and we need to set up monthly goals. That is how we push consistently. Anybody who doesn't have a plan for after the plan will not see success long-term. And I'm going to wait on that because that's number nine. Number eight, have you considered the step-by-step action plan to get there? And this is pretty obvious, but we need to have an actual plan. I said this on a recent podcast, and I did this in a video on Instagram, and I quoted Kevion. And we, it took me like 20 times to film this video and say it consistently. So I almost, I think I memorized it by heart now. A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan followed by action becomes reality. That's what this is about. Have you considered the step-by-step action plan to get there? Okay, cool. I know where I'm going to be in a year. Break that down into 90-day goals. That's my plan. Break that 90-day goal into 30-day increments. That's my plan. That's my action steps. What am I doing this week? What am I doing today? And tomorrow, that's how far you need to take this. Because a lot of people set their New Year's resolutions and they set a goal and they're like, fuck yeah, tomorrow starts my new goal. I'm going to walk more. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight. Boom. Wake up in the morning and they're like, okay, so how do I do that? What's the first step? How do I go about this? How do I consistently see results? They don't know because they didn't write out a plan. So you have your goal. Cool. Follow that up by an action step. And I would start with the minimal effective dose. What could you do tomorrow to get better? Is that meditate? Is that journal? Is that doing this exercise that I'm going through right now, these 10 questions? Is that walking 10,000 steps? Is that drinking more water? Is that starting to track your food on MyFitnessPal? Is that hiring a coach? What is it? There needs to be some kind of action plan, and you need to have a step-by-step process. So what I would suggest is mapping out a list of things that you need to do. But you start with the minimal effective dose. So from easiest or simplest to implement to most difficult and possibly the longest to implement, the hardest to implement, or what will be implemented down the road, and you do them in that order. So whether it takes you one day or two weeks to build number one as a foundational habit that you can consistently adhere to, 
does not matter as long as you're moving forward on that list and it leads you to your 30-day goal, then your 90-day goal, and then eventually your one-year plan. You need to consider a step-by-step -step action plan to get to these goals, to get to these outcomes, to get to these end points. Number nine, we're almost done. What is your plan for after you've accomplished these? How do you sustain these results? What is the plan for after the plan like I just talked about? This is why it's smart to have a 30-day goal, another 30-day goal that both lead into your 90-day goal, which leads into your year-long goal because you have another 90 days and another 90 days and another 90 days, which lead up to December 2019, who you will be, where you will be, what you will accomplish. You need to have a plan for after plans. The same reason why I tell my clients we have to have a diet for after the diet because once you've achieved your weight loss goal, you're still on a diet. So how do you sustain that result without dieting, without staying in a caloric deficit, without doing tons of cardio? We reverse diet, right? That's our plan for after the plan. You need to have a plan for after the plan to sustain this. Looking at business, I'm going to get this many clients. I'm going to help this many people. I'm going to get I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to write this much. I'm going to do these many ebooks. I'm going to travel this much. I'm going to speak at these gyms. Like all these things I want to achieve, all these things you want to achieve. How do we sustain it? Okay, we started a podcast. Cool. We did two episodes. How do I make sure that I consistently do that for the entire year? That took some methodical planning on my part. Who's editing it? Where am I recording this? What am I recording it with? What days do I record it to make sure it's done in time to publish for you guys? How often do I need to do this? What's realistic? What time of day do I speak best on a podcast? These things had to be programmed in so that once I started this goal, right, my goal of starting a podcast, my goal of taking it over by myself, when, once upon a time it was Theo and I, my goal of being a podcaster or being on a top list of podcasts meant that I had to sustain that shit. My goal of reaching more people worldwide, helping a million people, that's the overall goal, and we're going to take all these analytics and put them together to prove that we're going to do it. But how do I sustain that? How many blogs? How do I write blogs? When do I write blogs? Who edits them? Who publishes them? Do I do that? Can I outsource? How do I do my Instagram? How consistently do I do that? What do people actually want to listen to? What do people actually want to read? How do I actually help people that I don't get to speak with on an individual level? How do I sustain my clients? When do I handle my clients? There's so many things that need to go into the background, need to go into the sustainability of a goal, right? And it works in training. It works in business. It works in relationships, right? Leaving one appreciation note doesn't mean shit. How do you sustain that? How do you keep leaving them? How do you keep thinking of things to say? How do you keep expressing and showing your love? How do you keep being present and showing and being there for time and all these different things that are needed in a relationship? You have to know how to sustain it. How do you fit that in your schedule? How do you fit that in your life? Your career, I already went over that. Your mindset. Meditating once doesn't do shit. <laughs> Meditating every day for 90 days does. So the reason I'm saying this, number nine, with the sustainability is just to get you guys thinking, to get you understanding that you need to have a plan for after the plan in order to fully sustain whatever the goal is that you accomplished. Number 10. Probably the most important, and although I'm biased because I am a coach by nature, I still think it's the most important thing, and it's why I invest in multiple coaches in my life, and I coach multiple people, obviously. What is your plan 
for accountability. Who or what is your accountability source to keep yourself taking action throughout this whole process? We have our goals. We know what stresses us out. We know what we need to remove that's draining our energy. We know who we'll become if we do this. We know what in our daily life we can do better and get more productive with. We know our short-term goals. We know our main outcomes. We know our long-term goals. We've considered and built out our step-by-step action plan to get there. We know what we're going to do after we reach those goals so we can sustain it. We know our plan for after the plan. But to like wrap all this up, put a nice little bow on it and give it to you as a New Year's present, you have to have accountability. Accountability is the glue that holds all of this shit together. Action once is easy. Action a hundred times in a row is fucking difficult. And actually, I'll take that back. Action once is not easy because stepping out of your comfort zone to take action and take a massive step towards your goals that you have not done yet is actually really difficult because it's change. That's hard. Action two, three, four, five, six times, that's a little bit easier. You already did it once. You stepped out of your comfort zone. Now you just got to keep momentum. Action 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, 50 times, 80 times, 100 times in a row, that's fucking hard. Because it's repetitively working. It's repetitive action. You have to be so consistent. And we all know consistency is the king of results. But it's really hard to get the king. It's hard to be consistent. You have to have all this stuff mapped out. And most importantly, you have to have accountability. Whether that's public accountability on social media. Whether that's accountability inside of your family or friends, circle of friends. Whether that's accountability that you pay for. Which I believe is the strongest accountability. Just the act of handing over your hard-earned money to a coach or a mentor or a leader, that alone will produce better results in your life because you are held more accountable to your actions because you have skin in the game. That dollar you put down. They did a study, and I've referenced the study a million times. I don't remember what they were trying to do, but one group got in free, one group paid a dollar. The group that paid a dollar saw way better results, and they sustained the results for longer because they had skin in the game. Without skin in the game, it's nothing. It's the same reason like if you're doing this for free and you're doing it with a friend, put some skin in the game by setting yourself up with a challenge you really do not want to do. Drama, Chris Drama Path, I like his podcast. I listen to his stuff. Fellow skateboarder turned entrepreneur. He had some accountability with a life coach that he was going to post a video of himself on his Instagram where he has like a million followers of himself eating cat food if he didn't accomplish his goal. That was his accountability. He really did not want to post a picture of him eating cat food. Why would you? Even though it would prove a good point that you're true to your word and you're honest, but fuck that. Not to mention it's just gross eating cat food. But that's what that was his accountability. You have to set up accountability. You have to put your word behind it. You have to put your money behind it. You have to put skin in the game in order to accomplish goals and to be able to take action on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So if you want to get to where you will become or who you will become or where you want to be, what you want to accomplish in December of 2019, you have to find an accountability source. All right, guys, that's 10 things that you can do in order to dramatically improve your life, your business, your relationships, your mindset, your body, 
in 2019. Each and every one of these things can be applied to anything in your life. Each of these things are something that I personally do, something I do with my mentor clients, something I believe in and I take action on because they have bettered myself in 2018. And because they bettered me and they helped me grow so much, I don't know if bettered me is a thing, but because they helped me so much in 2018 to see success in every area of my life, they changed my life in such a positive way. Because of that, I'm doing all of these again. I've already written these down twice leading into the new year. That's how serious I take these. And in 2019, day one, January 1st, I'm going to sit down by myself without any Wi-Fi, without any distractions, and I'm going to write in my journal a brand new crispy journal. I'm going to open a new page, blank page, and I'm going to write these again because they're that powerful. Guys, if you need any help with these things, if you're confused by any of these things, this is my public service announcement <laughs> to say that I am opening my inbox to help you out. Anything you need, seriously. If you have any questions about this, if you struggle with any of these areas, if you have lack of clarity on any of these things, I want to help you so badly and add you to the one million people that we have influenced in our career, in our lifetime. Boom, boom, performance as a whole. We want to touch a million lives. I want to help you. I want to reach that goal. And you're part of that goal. If you need help with any of these at all, Cody at boomboomperformance.com. Shoot me an email. I am more than happy to help you with anything you need. All right, guys, that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the show today. A couple quick announcements before I let you go. First and foremost, I just want to encourage you to check out the products I have in the description. First one is the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is a very cheap guide to literally mastering your diet. That's why it's called the All-Inclusive Guide to Mastering Your Diet. It's going to teach you exactly what and how to manage your calories, your macros, your meal timing, your supplements, your micronutrients, literally everything you need to know about dieting and nutrition and how to change your body composition through nutrition is included in this book, not just to get your results, but to actually teach you how to get those results along the way. The next thing is going to be Functional Muscle, which is my first and right now my biggest product out there. This is the program that is based on years and years and years of functional training with tons of clients. So whether your goal is strength, fat loss, or muscle gain, you should be strength training towards these goals while prioritizing functional movement patterns to make sure that you are avoiding any injuries along the way. That's exactly what this program does, and it's great because it guides you through the process, it changes throughout the process, and it gives you demonstrations and explanations about everything you're doing so you never get confused and you always have a solution. You also get access into the Boom Boom Performance Podcast Forum. That is the only way into the forum, and that's where you can ask me literally anything about anything, and I will help guide you through the process. Last thing I want to mention, guys, is if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, that would be fantastic because it literally is one of the biggest and best ways for me to grow in the iTunes charts. Oh, yeah, and real quick, if you're not subscribed, hit the damn subscribe button because I constantly bust out content for you guys, and I spent a lot of time and effort making sure that you guys can get better results for free by simply listening to this podcast. All right, guys, I'll catch you next time.